Welcome back to Sauced on Beer Bourbon Barbecue. I'm your host, Kevin. Joined here by Alex. Alex? Hi, I'm Alex. Well, hopefully they know that by now. I mean, you never know. We could yeah. have new If this listeners. is your first episode, thanks for joining us. Yeah, if this is anytime. not your first episode, oh, thanks for coming back. I thought you were talking to me. No, not you. I, you, you join us every week. Almost every week. I only miss one week. Only one week. I have perfect attendance so far. <laughs> um... I'm gonna get a certificate. At the end I was of this about year. to say, like, do you want a certificate? Because that's the only one in my school got. <laughs> yeah. So, like we said, if this is your first time joining us, thanks for joining us. Um, if you've joined us before, you kind of know how this works. We're just two average guys who like beer, bourbon, barbecue. We like sitting around talking about it, learning more about it. Mm-hmm. That's the cool thing. Speaking uh, of, I yeah. learned something this week. What did you about learn this beer? Week? Okay. Um, I was at at the in laws. Okay, and I like going there because they always have some beer in the fridge. I, by the way, I love your in laws. Right? Aren't they I, great? I hope I hope John hears this, and just because he's a cool dude, he is a cool dude. Yeah, we love you, John. Yeah. Um. So I was there hanging out, and um, they're big fans of Schlafly's White Lager. Oh, which I'm also a big fan of. It's a good classic beer. Yeah. Um, nothing crazy, but still a good classic flavor. It's like a middle aged beer, like from the Middle Ages style of beer. Did you know that? No. It's before they filtered beers. So that is uh, leading up to what I learned. So I oh. was drinking it halfway through it, and I was just holding it up just because, and I noticed there was a bunch of gunk in the bottom of the bottle. Mm-hmm. And I normally I just pour it into a glass because they'll keep glasses in the freezer, and I like drinking it better that way. But I didn't feel like it, so I was drinking out of the bottle. And I looked in there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's something rotting in the bottom of my bottle of beer. And I, I was on my way to just pour it out and get rid of it. And um, Anna's mom, my mother-in-law, was like, no, 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 wait. I think, she's like, I think that's unfiltered. I'm like, what? It's like, I've heard the phrase before, but I've never, I've never really thought about it. I, I kind of thought it was just how they handled the water. I don't know. I don't know what I thought it was. Yeah. And, and Schlafly on all of their bottles... At the top, they've got a label that describes the beer. And so I was reading it, and like, okay, this is unfiltered, like you were saying, kind of an older style, which means that there's going to be some sediment in it. Mm-hmm. So it's um, hops, um, some of the um, mash. Mm-hmm. That's that's just kind of subtle. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. So I did not pour out my beer. I finished it. Good. It was good. That It did not get in my way of enjoyment. So Anything bourbon does the same actually. thing, too. Bourbon Do filters, chill filtered. Uh-huh. Um, you can get unfiltered bourbon. Um, so there's some sediment. In it. Yeah. It's the same thing. Well, I don't know if you'd say sediment or not. Um, a lot of the barrel proofs and all that are, I believe, non-chill filtered. Um, okay. We need to figure out what that means, or I need I, to figure out what I mean. I I used to know really well. Um, unfortunately, it's hazy in my mind tonight. Um. I just it, it's a huge difference. There's like the purists who love the fil- you know the non-filtered stuff. They don't want it filtered, mm-hmm. and you've got the people who claim that there's a difference. You know, it looks cleaner and all that kind of stuff. So they they filter it so that the average Joe, when they see it, it's like, ooh, what's you know, it's nice clear bourbon. They're mm-hmm. not like, ooh, what's wrong with that bourbon? I don't want it. It looks funky and all huh. that. So gonna have to, I'm gonna have to start paying attention to that. Yeah, definitely. If any of you saucers out there can give the best description of what this means then you get a prize is that what we're calling our fan base I, I don't know i just came up with it i like it though okay and if you do anything crazy and you become a flying saucer oh we need to start a club with some levels 
flying saucers get a free shirt ufos <laughs> are that's the highest level ufos are ufs's and identified flying saucers okay we'll have to we'll play with that we'll work bit. on that there'll be badges it's gonna be great like so merit badges like the boy scouts kind of yeah okay i could deal with that um special credit or extra credit to anyone who sends us samples yeah blake's winning that right now yeah he's followed very closely by ian um ian just sent us some samples Ooh, thank you some beers and some bourbon samples Ooh. hopefully in the next week or so when we get our next show going we'll do that and do a mail call episode. I like be fun. it. It'll be fun. Are we going to so, play that song from Blue's Clues? If I can find it. Yes. So let's jump into tonight, our main points for tonight. We're, we're doing a beer flight. Um, I've got five beers over there that we're going to try. Um, and do I want to get into it, Alex? What, what makes these beers special? Let's not yet. <clears throat> okay. Let's save that because I think the biggest um, feature of tonight is more that we're going to try and do an actual quote unquote beer tasting. Ooh, we sound so fancy. I know we really do. We've upgraded because our first beer tasting we drank out of paper Dixie cups. (laughs) We actually have glassware tonight. We do. And that that's part of the, actually we did Dixie cups and we did plastic cups. Now we're upgrading to glassware. Ooh, What's the next step? Gold chalices. Ooh, I, I want to, I want a goblet made of granite and marble. Diddly diddy. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so we've never we've done bourbon tastings, right? Probably a couple of times, yeah. Um, but I've I've we've never done a a beer tasting, and I don't know if that's as much a thing as a bourbon tasting is. Do you do, you, do any of you saucers? <laughs> that's so weird to hear. Sometimes I I feel like we're talking to people right now, and I'm yeah. going to get a response. I would like to get a response. That'd be pretty cool. It would be really cool. Um, or kind of creepy. Because that know. means they're just right outside the door. That'd be really weird. How'd they find the secret bunker? Did you tell people again? No. Maybe. So, yeah, I think beer flights are, I think, a very key part of different breweries. Um, a lot of breweries will have them just for you to try different things. They will... They're pretty... Relatively cheap. They're only like 11 to twelve dollars it's definitely worth for the volume yeah. and you i mean you get a, a good healthy pour probably about a four ounce pour of most yeah. beers usually five uh um, five different yeah five different beers i like them That's because it, it's fun to just try different stuff and, well yeah and it's especially nice when it's maybe a brewery you're not as familiar yeah. with or they've got styles you've never tried because there's so many different oh my goodness. styles of beer. i was it's just crazy when we were kind of looking up for the show and all that when we were playing it out, i was like just looking up different styles of beer and i was like Oh my goodness, there's probably over, I don't even know, 500? I don't know, I picture um, at Schlafly, their yeah. bottle works, their menu, they'll have what beers they have on right. tap, and then on the back they have this um, infographic of like the spider web chart, I don't know what um, your teacher term would probably be for that, but just of all the different kinds. and A concept you know, map? That That's probably a... a beer sept map of all the different kinds and i'd say there's at least 50 on there yeah and i'm sure that's not the limit oh my and it's so cool that's the that's the part about these three topics beer bourbon barbecue that i think i love the most is there is so much out there and you can never go wrong with trying it Mm -hmm. i think that's the coolest part is trying stuff and all that is what makes us such a cool thing 
So we kind of felt tonight the best way to go about our beer tasting is to kind of share with you, our saucers, I guess is what we're calling you now. Yes. Um, (laughs) What we feel is, I guess, the proper way to do a tasting, you know, with the proper glasses, what you're looking for. Um, and we've, we've done a little research into this. We are nowhere near experts. Nope. We haven't even done it yet. No, like we're, I, I'm kind of nervous about, you know, doing this because it's like, are we doing this right? And all that. Um, but there's really five steps to a good tasting. Okay. Um, and the first step is definitely in the pour. You've mm-hmm. got to really think about how you're pouring. I know. You and I, Alex, we learned how to do a kind of a hard pour on our beers mm-hmm. because it gets that head opened up yep. a lot quicker. It's a little bit lighter on your, your belly. Yeah, it breaks out some of um, that carbonation. Yeah, because I used to be a very gentle pour down the side of the glass, and I'd have like one beer and be like, oh my gosh, I feel like I've eaten like a pound of bread. You well, know? and then when you eat with it, like yeah. I've done that where I feel like stuff's coming out my throat. Yeah. And I I didn't get why in, until we figured that out. But actually, before we even get into that... yeah. The, the first step is more just that you want to pour it into a glass. So, again, this is if you're wanting to taste all the flavors and really analyze what you're drinking, uh, you're not just knocking back a couple of beers. This, this is what you want to do. You want to pour it into a glass because that's going to open up the aromas, Yeah. Um, which is arguably where you get most of the flavor from or most of the different um, potential flavors from. Because I think we talked about that before, right. where your nose is picking up way more than um, your tongue can. Right. Um, so it opens that up, and it opens up, which which opens up the flavors when you actually drink it. Um, helps break out the carbonation, so you're not just getting a mouthful of bubbles. Yeah. Um, and apparently, the type of glass matters. Let's, let's get into that. We'll get into on the tail end of this. Okay. Let's let's just let's go through the steps for tasting right, first. I like it. I like it. And then we can get into like how that, that glass. I think that's kind of the best way because I think a lot of people may not have these special glasses. Oh, there's a lot too. Oh my goodness. I was shocked at that too. I mean I think that goes with the amount of beer out there as well. It makes sense. So we talked about it. after the pour, you're mm-hmm. gonna do the look. And I think you do that really with any spirit that you're trying, any alcohol that you're really gonna try. I know you and I do that a lot with our bourbon, just looking at the colors and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, because it tells kind of a story. Mm-hmm. Um, darker bourbons aged a little bit longer. Lighter bourbons, not as aged as long. I think the same thing kind of goes for beers. Um, you're looking for the head on the beer, um, the consistency. Like you were saying earlier with that filtered, you know, that's going to be a much cloudier beer. Um, darker beers, obviously, you're not going to see as much, but you can see those tiny little bubbles. You know, you want to see that. That's how you know it's a fresh beer. Mm-hmm. I love um, a beer that you cannot see through. Oh, man. I've, I've started <laughs> growing into those, and it's so good. So along with the look, then you go on to the swirl. You want to get a nice little swirl on your glass. That gets your head of the beer kind of re-energized. Um, and that allows you to get more of that aroma going. Um, and the nuance of that, that beer kind of. And let's real quick. Sorry. Um, you never have to apologize to me. I never will again. Okay. The beer head. Yeah. Um, I, I had heard that phrase a lot. I kind of thought I knew what it meant, but I wanted to double check to make sure I was getting that right. So I wasn't talking about the wrong thing. So just real quick, if you don't know, the the beer head is when you pour it into a glass, it's the foam you get at the top. Right. Um, 
so really straightforward not much to it but just just in case you didn't know like i didn't know you weren't sure like i wasn't sure it's it's the carbon dioxide it's the bubbles kind of kind of blown up to the top and that's, you can tell a little bit about a beer based on that and that's how you know you have a good beer too if it has one uh, if it has a head if it and most beers will tell you that they're not going to have a head on the bottle because a sign for a skunky beer like that's a beer that's over they say there's a 90 day rule mm-hmm. like beer's good for 90 days okay. if you keep it sealed properly and all that kind of stuff i did not know that okay. yeah i thought um, they'd last longer than that well it starts changing a little bit. The the, that makes the sense. taste changes a little bit after well, 90 especially days. Especially if it is carbonated. Right. Um so if you have a beer that's over ninety days, your head's not gonna be as full. Um you're gonna lose some of those aromatics, those aromas and things like that. Um so to just kind of keep that in mind as you're as you're tasting and all that. Uh after the swirl, you're really gonna want to stick your nose down in your glass if you're doing a true tasting. Um because that's going to really, once you've swirled, you've re-energized that whole beer. You've re-kind of excited it, recharged it. And you're going to get a lot more strong smells that you're, you didn't get prior to it when you did that first sniff and all that. I'm so excited to try one. I am though. too. So I found a lot of research, or a lot of places that kind of did two more steps. But I okay. think really combining the last two, the taste and the drink in the same one, mm-hmm. is so important. Because... Like bourbon, like when we do our bourbon tastes, we try and do it in three tastes. We try and do the first one, like the heat of the bourbon. That That's like your Kentucky hug. Mm-hmm. Your second one, you're already acclimated a little bit. Your front of your tongue's getting more mid-tongue. Starting to get some of those, those tastes that the distillers want you to get. And then the third taste, that's where you get that full palate taste. You get the, the aftertaste. Yeah. yeah. The, um, finish. The Done. finish of it, yeah. You get... The full, what the distiller wanted you to taste. And I think that kind of goes with beer too. I think you got to try it in different tastes because your first taste, your tongue's not used to whatever you're going to try. So like the first taste, you can't judge anything on your first taste. I, I, I just, I kind of feel like that's not doing your due diligence. Right. It's, it's like you're judging the whole by a part. Right. Right. So the second taste, I feel like you're starting to get more of that. If it's a hoppier beer, you're getting more of that hop taste. If you're looking at a lager you're getting more of the just the how it's like how it's created and all mm-hmm. that um well and it's funny because people that I've had try whiskey that aren't whiskey drinkers then you know you get the typical like oh, what are you, what is this Ugh. and are you dr- giving me gasoline or kerosene <laughs> yeah, i've yeah that's what that they ask sometimes like I'm so uncultured as i lift my pinky while i'm holding the glass but i i get them to I, I make them smell it the right way. Right. And I make them, you know, wait a minute, take a couple of breaths, do that second sip, do that third sip. And most of the time, even people who've never had whiskey before, are like, okay, I can tell a difference. Mm-hmm. They usually can't say that what it is, but right. I couldn't either at first. But right. and even people who aren't used to it can can tell that that matters. And I think that's what's really cool about this is that you can try it and everybody tastes something a little bit differently each time. Um. So after you've done all five of those steps, I think the big thing that a lot of people don't do, and it's what I want to do more of when I when I go out and I drink these different beers, is really reflect on them. Um, reflect on what I liked about it, what I didn't like about it, what I tasted, what I didn't taste, what I thought it would taste like. I was going to say what you um, expected it to taste like. I think the cool part is when I go try different styles of beer that I'm not normally accustomed to, whether it's a like a, an ESB. Um, or a 
porter or a stout or even the occasional IPA or double IPA or mm-hmm. something like that, you know, really reflect on. I remember back when we did our IPA episode where I almost died from that IPA. That was funny. The double IPA. That was terrible. Reflecting back on that and talking to just some people who I know drink a lot of beer, I learned a lot about how that double IPA is made and how it's just the the amount of bitters and all that in there are just way beyond you know what a normal ipa is going to have so you Mm -hmm. can't judge the two of them right together so ready ready to get into stemware glassware sure am so like we said with beer comes different glassware and there's a ton of different articles out there i'd really encourage you to go out and just type in beer glassware Mm -hmm. because like the amount of different glasses out there for different beers is just crazy. Well, and, and all spirits, too. Yeah. Because um, one of the sites that I was looking at had almost an equally large list of different um, whiskey and cocktail glasses mm-hmm. for different purposes. I was shocked at how many different beer glasses and how uniquely different they are. Yeah, they're very different. Yeah, like... I mean, we're, I, I'm so used to going to the bar and getting the pint glass, the 16-ounce pint glass. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what you get every bar that doesn't really know what they're doing with beer. That or the Pilsner glass. Because mm-hmm. it's got a little different shape. It's a little yeah. more iconic. So I think it's more like, ooh, this is a beer glass. Ooh, this is fancy. And, I mean, I think it is. I like it. It is fancy. <laughs> but... That's not always the best glass for the beer. Right. Um, I feel like the pint glass is just the easiest for many restaurants just to have. It's easy to wash. Mm-hmm. Um, they stack really nice. Well, and they probably use it for other drinks. Yeah, also. and they're thick, too. Like, I feel like, you know, at a restaurant or, you know, a r- pub-type place, the glasses don't get treated well. They mm-hmm. just kind of get thrown around. They got a 17-year-old busboy carrying them. Right. They don't want to spend a whole crap load of money on really good glasses and then had the busboy drop them. I mean, that just doesn't make sense. Well, and uh, to start talking about them, I guess, since we're talking about the pint glass, what is a pint glass? So a pint glass, um, also called a mixing glass, is a standard glass, um, usually 16 ounces. So that's your typical, It's it kind of um, angles out as it yep. goes up, but it's not straight. Um, no curves, nothing fancy. Um, it's your normal it's just glass. restaurant glass. Yeah, you go to Applebee's. Glass. It's the glass when you go to Applebee's that right. give you with water. Yeah, and it's good for, for most styles. Like, if you, if you don't know what to have, I mean, it's fine. I mean, yeah. obviously, when it comes down to it, you want a glass. It's not going to make a huge difference yeah. either way. But when you're, this is this is about tasting. Right. So you're really trying to get everything out of it. That's This is when it matters. But a pine glass is a great all-around you need something, there it is. Go for it. The next one, I think that this is probably my favorite glass, and we actually have one of these glasses to try tonight. This is the British-style Imperial Pint Glass, and it looks just like a pint glass, which we just talked about, but it's got a maybe three-fourths of the way up, a little bit of a bulge around it. Um, holds 20 glasses, or 20 ounces, 20 glasses. That'd be crazy. That'd be nuts. Uh, be like a five gallon bucket. <laughs> <laughs> like a, that um, and I mean, 
just looking into it, there's no real reason for the bulge that I could find. I don't know, Alex, if maybe you found something. See, I feel like I did, and I'm going through the notes, and I don't see it exactly. But oh, yeah, I don't know. I feel like it makes it easier to hold the glass. Yeah, uh, maybe do, I think it does. If I remember correctly, it does something maybe to the head of the beer. It's going to change it a little bit because your carbon dioxide that the beer releases, all those little bubbles, has to travel a different path. I think mm-hmm. um, if I remember correctly. But this is my favorite beer glass. I think the Imperial Stout one. Well, and it does or hold the a little pint, bit more. Not Stout. Imperial right. Pint. Yeah. yeah. It does hold a little bit more. That that bulge gets you a little extra volume. Yeah. On average, about four more ounces. So we're at 20 ounces now, which more beer is never bad. But this one you're looking at more like your IPAs, your bitter beers, your pale ales, your stouts, um, Oktoberfest, your pumpkin ales. Mm. I just that That's kind of where, you know, a heavier type beer. Something that's more, I guess, filling. Does that? Sure. Would you agree? Yeah. So... After that, we are going to get into the Pilsner glass. And I think, Alex, you were saying this is the one that you see at a lot of different bars next yeah. to the pint glass. Yeah, I think if you're not getting a pint, you're probably getting a Pilsner glass. And it's more of a trumpet-style glass. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a Pilsner glass tonight that we're going to be trying, which I'm excited about trying some stuff in it. Um, and it just it captures all of everything and just funnels it to the top. Mm-hmm. Um, you get all the bubbles. It's... Good glass for seeing the color of the beer, the clear. And I think with Pilsner's, Hefeweizen's. Um, Lighter lo- stuff. Yeah. You want to see all that in there. You want to see the haze of like a, a lager, you know, like a something like that. And the bubbles. You get a lot yeah. of those bubbles. Too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it definitely displays the the color and the body um, yeah. a lot more. And that I, I think the. Um, like we said, the trumpet shape, so it's kind of starting small at the bottom, and it gets wider as you go up, but it doesn't. It tapers back in, so it's not just going out. I'm doing hand motions. I wish I could describe this better. It's coming back in at the top, so it starts to narrow back in, but then kind of stops. Like, it's going to close up, yeah. but then it doesn't. And I think that's important on the lighter stuff, which doesn't have as much heavy flavor as heavier beers like stouts um ipa stuff like that so what that's doing is it gives it more room to breathe um gives the aromas a wider area to come out and so you're gonna get hit with more of those aromas than you might in something else especially if you're drinking you know out of a can or out of the bottle when you're not Mm -hmm. getting any of that yeah um the next one we're going to talk about real quick is just a tulip glass, which is more of your Belgian-type beers, your strong uh, Belgian-French beers, your Saisons, things like that. Um, so describe it. I thought this one sounded interesting. Yeah. Why don't you read that out? Yeah, so it's a um, shaped like a large Glencairn, basically. Pretty much. Um, so it's a really wide bowl shape at the bottom and um, comes starts to come together toward the top but then tapers out at the last second so if you've seen a glencairn it's like that just bigger um i feel like my nose could get stuck in this glass and i'd pull it out and there'd just be all kinds of head and fuzzy and carbonation up in my nose if you're smelling it sounds all right but yeah it's i think it's like the glencairn which um we think is better for if you're actually trying to um get a good flavor get a good smell off of a whiskey because it concentrates those a little bit um, and yeah, like you said, this is uh, recommended for 
Um, the Belgians. Yeah, I kind of a little bit of a wider range. Some of the ales, IPAs, barley wines, probably some sours. Mm-hmm. Um, more that European style beer. I yeah. feel like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. like I always th- like a Stella Artois. Is that how you say that? Stella? That sounded Stella good. Stella Rose. Just Stella. Let's just call it that. Okay. And like okay. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that fancy gold rim glass. Like, yeah. It gets its own special glass. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's kind of what the tulip glass looks like. Yes. Yeah. So the next one we're talking about is the IPA glass. I think this is for me. I think the coolest looking glass because yeah, it's like I had a not chalice. seen this one before. So I actually saw a guy in Louisville a few years ago when we went down who was making specialized beer glasses. He did a whole bunch of research, um, which sounds like the best research in the world because he just drank a ton of beer out of different <laughs> glasses. He was making it's custom homework. <laughs> yeah. Custom blown glasses for beer. And he was making these kind of IPA glasses. And it's like a like a champagne almost wine glass up top. But where the stem of it is, it's like a handle type thing. And it's like a rigid handle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's wider, kind of like a pilsner yeah, glass? Yeah. But yeah. with ridges. It's, but it's, it's curved. Like, you know how the pilsner glass goes straight up? Uh-huh. It, it's curved like, a, like a, a flute almost. Okay. Like, and like what it does is that all the hoppiness just kind of like hits you straight in the face. Like it pushes everything straight up at you into your nose. Which is what I assume you want with IPAs. To me, it sounds terrible. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, and and I'm assuming the ridges kind of um, disturb it. Yeah. on its way up, which probably brings out more of those. Yeah, that aroma, the, the bitters, and the hops. Oh, it hops and bitters. Yeah, this one just. I mean, and the name is IPA glass. You're putting IPAs in this. Mm-hmm. That's probably all you're going to put in this glass. I may put other stuff because it looks cool. And I don't like IPAs, but I feel like IPAs are the acquired taste of the beer world. I was talking to um, someone I work with. Mm-hmm. We had a happy hour earlier this week. Um, went to Schneihorse, Shinehorse. I have it's, no idea. It's up. We we'll go there sometime. They got a really good happy hour and a really good whiskey selection. Good prices. But anyway, we were there, and she was talking about how we just got talking on IPAs, and how once she started drinking IPAs, she's won't drink anything else nope i'm like i had on a rare occasion if it's the right one for the right time paired with the right thing i can't appreciate them never but typically i just won't never if it's the only thing there maybe nope no not even I will that drink water okay no. i'm gonna test you on that no okay and i'm not gonna tell you okay fine <laughs> um the next one we're talking about is the style glass it's very similar to the ipa glass um, but instead of having the ridges where like the goblet handle is, it's uh, smooth. Okay. Um, which just allows all those notes of chocolate and coffee and all that just to be mm. prevalent in the stout. Like I want it's, a good stout glass. Oh man. Um, it helps bring out and kind of accent the roasted maltness of it. I can only imagine what that would smell like. I mean. I love the smell of a stout. It smells so good. And it's I just used kind to of like hate it. Someone wrapping you up in a blanket and just giving you a hug. And... Yeah. I feel like there's only a few more weeks left for stouts, and then I'm not going to be into stouts probably till August, September. See, I still will be, so. I'll I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I'll, I'll probably enjoy a couple <laughs> stouts. But yeah, it's but one like, of those, like, you want the I'm air conditioner going. Yeah, yeah. You want it to be cool. Yeah. The last one, which... I'm probably very familiar with because my first beer I ever had was the Hefeweizen. 
is what they call a Weissenglass. Um, and we all know my, my German pronunciation, Weiss means white. Uh, oh, okay. So it's oh, like yeah. a white beer or a very light beer. Um, a lot of wheat beers. Um, it allows for a lot of head space in that beer. So it allows that, that head space to form. And it this one is different than the other ones because this one locks in the aromas. Mm-hmm. So that as you're drinking it, you get it more than before you're smelling it. Well, that makes sense with as light as they can be. You'd want that and mm-hmm. kind of held on to. Yeah. I thought it was interesting on this one that they're typically thinner glass, thinner walls, which I don't, I don't really get the point of that. Cause all, all I see happening is it gets warmed up in your hand real fast. Yeah. But I mean, these are, but the, this is a German style. So you got to think that they so don't not care. Cold. Yeah. They're not caring that about if their beer is cold. That's something else I keep forgetting. I've recently learned too, that there's some, places in the world in some styles you serve warm yeah that's not like room temperature warm but like in the 50s yeah like it's been sitting out of the fridge for a couple hours not a hot beer right Ugh. Hmm. Um, although we we were surprised with hot toddies yeah i'm not doing hot beer (laughs) maybe a hot cider oh maybe i don't know we'll have to wait till next winter to try that yeah next fall it's too late but yeah the the vison Glass really goes a lot with those wheat beers, the Dunkelweissens, the Hefeweissens, the Weissenbachs, those kind of very German-style beers. So those are the main kind of glasses I feel like any beer taster needs to kind of know mm-hmm. and have a recognition of. Um, like we said, there's a ton of them out there. There's, uh, I don't know, I'm just looking through this list. The Goblet Glass... Um, the uh, thistle glass, mm-hmm. thistle, is yeah, thistle. Uh, which is a Scottish glass. Um, thistle is the national flower of Scotland. Looks similar to that. You got your strang glass, stang, stang glass, which is like a champagne flute. Mm-hmm. Um, Any shape you can imagine. Really. Yeah, it's just it's crazy the amount of glasses that I've seen. Glasses where. They put something in the bottom of it to where that when you pour the beer in, it helps stir up the aroma. Mm-hmm. I've seen the gimmick ones where they laser etch into the bottom of the glass like a pattern, and as the beer hits it, bubbles form. And ah, yeah, I've never seen that. I think I have a few of those glasses upstairs. I'll have to see if I can pull them out at some point. In time. We need to get a laser. <laughs> okay, so we can experiment with that ourselves. So we then become sauced on beer, bourbon, barbecue, and lasers? Just for an episode. Okay. So let's dive into this. Let's try one of these beers, one of these glasses. Um, The first one we're going to dive into tonight, and I guess I should get into what makes these beers all special. Yeah, where where did you get these from, Kevin? So I was out one Saturday morning, um, and I was doing some... I actually did a Boy Scout Pinewood Derby. I was a Pinewood Derby judge. Oh, were you? And I was out uh, kind of close to where I work. There's a pretty big liquor store out there. And I was like, man, I got done at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And I figured, I don't want to go home yet. Let's go look for bourbon and beer. Because what better to do on 10 o'clock in the morning? <laughs> so I walked into the store and they were having their blowout clearance sale for 
a lot of their liquor and beer and just things that people don't buy. So they had an entire shelf filled with beers, and I picked out five beers that sounded interesting to me. Why five? Um, I just realized that you did buy five. Well, okay, so I bought six, but I found one that I was really excited about trying. So I bought two of the same one, and I drank it already. That's fair. Um, So all these beers cost me $6, like actually $6. They were 99 cents a beer. So they're not the best beer. They're not the worst beer. We don't know that yet. Well, I know a couple of the breweries, and some of the breweries aren't the best. Oh, okay. So you might know that. Um, Some of them are not the worst, but they're all cheap. So, and I've learned that you should never pass up a beer that's cheap. And I had $6 in my wallet. And I was like, yeah, let's do this. So the first one we're trying is a brewery I've heard of. I like a lot of their stuff. Um, Oscars Blues Brewery. Um, This one I chose because of the name of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Pass the can over here. Okay. Let me me look. Um, Burrito. It is the Burrito. I really want a burrito now. (laughs) Dang. The Burrito Mexican, Amber Mexican style lager. Um, I don't know what it was about this, but just something about it made me. I mean, I've had, I don't know, a Mexican style. Maybe I'm thinking of something else, but that sounds good. I, this is probably the one I'm most excited to try. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about this. Um, the alcohol by volume is 4.5%, so not very high. Mm-hmm. Um, Oscar Blues Breweries out of Colorado. Um, they've got ones like Mama's Little Yellow Pill, which I like. That's a good beer. Hmm. Um, Dale's. Uh, I don't think I've had anything from there. Th- they've got some good stuff. Okay. So, head on it's pretty good. It's a very amber, pretty dark coppery, almost like dirty penny color. Yeah, that's a good uh, description. It's got a very good head on it. I mean, I'm very impressed for... The head looks good. The body doesn't look great. I'm going to be honest. Like, it almost looks watered down. It looks like what I'd expect from a Mexican beer, though. That color. I don't have much experience with Mexican beer, so I don't either, but, like, if I had a pick of a Mexican beer, I wouldn't picture, like, a crisp, clear beer. I'm picturing something a little bit dirty that I'd eat with a burrito, you know? Interesting. Does that make sense? Like Kind of. So, <laughs> head on it, and I'm getting over a little bit of a cold, so I'm gonna I just I'm a little bit off on the nose tonight. It smells really good. It smells really sweet. It is sweet, but it's got a hoppy smell to it. Like there is a hoppy smell coming out of it. Um, I'm not getting anything like that. I had my first sip. I really, it's crisp. I do taste a watered downness of it. Um, but it's not something I don't. Could that have anything to do with how long you've had it? I don't know. I'm it's looking... been a little bit. Yeah. And if been... they were on clearance, they might've had it out for a little while. Yeah. Let's see. When was this canned? Five, seven, five, 17. So it's okay. over a year, almost so a year. That might be some of what we're getting when yeah. how it looks. The carbonation's dying out. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, good to know. It tastes really good. So, just kind of tasting. It's got a very bread taste to it. Um, 
and it's got that sweeter taste. Uh, I'm looking at the notes right now, mm-hmm. and it's got a honey, a plum taste. I'm not I taste plum. the honey. I don't get the plum. Definitely the honey. Like I honey a, wheat bread almost. I get a cocoa taste, which I think is what makes it a Mexican-style beer. Okay. Um, because a lot of those beers are going to have that. Uh, overall, though, I'm really enjoying it. I am, too. It's a good classic lager um, with a lot of flavor. It doesn't taste... But I don't think some... it's a classic lager. It's a twist on the classic lager. I okay, think. yeah, that's a better way to put it. And it... I feel like a lot of lagers, especially some American lagers, can taste toward the lighter side of beers. Yeah. Which sometimes is what you want. Sometimes it's fine. But this gets that um, that bready sort of... I I can't think of a good word to describe. It's not light in the sense that it's a light beer, so there's no flavor. It's right. light in that it's not heavy like a porter or a stout or an IPA. It's smoother, maybe? I don't, I can't think of the word. I'll think of it. So I know why I like this. It's brewed with noble hops. Ooh, why do you like those? It's just a hop I've really enjoyed. I've kind of... I'm not paying any attention to the hops. I need to get better at that. It's it's just one of the ones that I've, I've paid attention to a lot. I really like that that taste of it. Um, they say it's light-bodied. I don't know if I agree with it, light-bodied. I mean, I guess it depends on what you're comparing it to. If I'm comparing it to the cores, it's nowhere near. Heck no, yeah. yeah. This, this is, for a lager, pretty dark. And that, again, might have something to do with the time it's been sitting in the can. I wouldn't think so, though. Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know. Because it's not getting exposed to light or anything like that in the can, like a bottle would. That's true. So, so yeah, maybe just compared to the rest of theirs, I don't know. No, no, but I, I enjoy it. I mean, it's definitely something I would I would like trying again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, that's one I'd pick up for sure. So, first ninety nine cent beer, I'd call it a success. Very much. So, the next beer we're going to try is a local brewery here in St. Louis. Not a very big brewery here. Not a very big local brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, probably one of the smallest microbreweries. I guess not smallest because they can stuff. I have no idea. I mean, this is one that probably most people, if you come here to St. Louis, you're not going to hear about the Morgan Street Brewery. Um, but it's a local brewery here. Um, so local that they actually don't have a unique can for each of their beers. Alex, if you look at that second can over there, there's a sticker on the front. And they just put stickers on the front of their beers, cans. They use the exact same can oh, for each beer. I did not realize it was a sticker. And they put a sticker on the front. Well, that's innovative. So this is the Black Bear Dark Lager. Um, and it is dark. It is very dark. It's 4.6%, similar to the uh, Burrito. Actually, one percent, one-tenth of a percent more than the Burrito. Um, it's very dark. I mean, almost... I can't even believe they call this a lager. I would call this almost a stout. Well, yeah, I've never had a dark lager before. Yeah. I like, mean, I've it, had a brown ale, but I've never had a dark lager. Yeah. I wonder what makes it a lager still. I have no idea. Um, so, Alex, you were saying the head on it, it disappeared quickly. It did. It went I away think, pretty fast. It, like, it looked promising, yeah. but it's gone already. I think that might be just the age of it. It could be, because it's looking a little flat. Um, it definitely looks very flat. It smells really tinny. Yes, it does. My hopes aren't high for this. 
I mean, I've had some stouts though that have smelled a little tinny. Yeah. And maybe there's a better word for it, what I'm getting, but so this is actually just... a Schwartz beer. What is that? A uh, black beer. Black. Which makes sense. Um it's a very German style beer. Okay. So it's a lightly flavored black lager. Um malty is what they say on their website. Malty flavors finished clean and crisp. Clean, sweet, and are balanced nicely with a hint of bitterness. Would you agree? Do you not like it? I don't like it. Okay, I'm gonna try it now. I'd I'd agree with most of what you said except the word sweet. Never once ever did it taste sweet. Ugh. That's bad beer. If like is it bad? That's like, bad it beer. went bad. I'm pretty sure that went bad. Like it's not supposed to taste like this, right? I'm hoping not, because this is I can feel it on my tongue. My nasty. tongue feels bad. Like black licorice, but bad black licorice. Ugh. And I don't like black licorice. I'm not even gonna take another sip of that. I, I'm gonna. I think we gotta do one more. Just give it. But what dude. if it's bad? What's it gonna do to us? I don't know. I can't even find a date on it. That's not good. Oh my goodness! It. Let's just describe the taste, and then maybe somebody who's listening to this they can tell us if this is bad beer or not. Okay. <laughs> so, it's leaving my tongue. That tingly feeling you get yeah. when your tongue was numb, but it's not anymore? Yeah. You shouldn't get that when you're drinking beer. This is a pour out. The second taste Ugh. wasn't much better. It was worse. Okay. This taste, it it feels like really flat soda Ugh. and tastes it feels almost like really, sour. And it tastes like it's old coffee. I enjoy old coffee more than this. Oh my god, that is ugh. That's nasty. This is disappointing. Well, I'm glad we're taking a break so I can go pour out my glass and ugh. pour something better into it next. I heard dark lager and I got excited. I was really excited. I'm about really this. nervous about their other one. The other one's light though. I mean, but what we'll see. We'll see. Alright, so we're gonna take a break and try and repair our palettes. Um <laughs> Because that was bad. So uh, Sorry, not a, sorry, Morgan Street Brewery. Yeah. I mean, we're honest on the show. We'll give you another shot. Um, I'm hoping that it's just, it was old beer. Like, it because I hadn't opened it in a while. It 99 cents. Yeah. It, that very Let's blame well it on be. that. Let's blame it on that. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. We'll have to try another one at some point. Yeah. That's not 99 cents. Yes. So, we're going to take a quick break, repair our palates, and we'll be back. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you're interested in seeing what beer, bourbon, and barbecue was up to before we started a podcast, you can see all the exciting adventures on Instagram at beer underscore bourbon underscore BBQ. Make sure you subscribe to stay up to date on the show and our adventures outside of podcasting. Be sure to check out our cool shirts and stickers available on our website, shopbeerbourbonbbq.com. And we're back. Uh, after a much deserved break, that beer was terrible. It's, I don't know if I've ever had a beer that I've disliked that much. There's one that I've disliked that much. And that was that moose drool. Oh yeah. That That's was, the one you tried to make me buy. Yes. That was did it too. terrible. 
Oh my gosh, that was disgusting. Oh man, I just ate a lot of cinnamon roasted nuts. Cashews. To get it, yeah, cashews to get it out of the flavor out of my mouth, and I did. But now I just burped a little bit, and now it's right back. So let's oh, okay. let's move on. So the next beer we're trying is from the same brewery as the previous Black Bear, <sighs> Morgan Street Brewery. This one looks a little more promising. So this is their Hellas. Hellas, Hellas freeze over. Hellas, and Hellas is a type of hops that okay. they use to. Um, so what kind of beer is this? So this is is this a, a lager? Uh, yeah. Lager, yes, a Munich German style. Hellas yeah, lager. okay, yeah. Um, very big head on it. Uh, it did, although mine's half gone now. Right, but I think that's just the German style beer, and yeah. but it's staying there. I mean, like mine's that's permanently true. there. It still has one. Very cloudy. Uh, very copper. Well, I guess nah. more amber. Yeah. Um, a light amber. Nose on it. It smells like a house style beer. Um, I'm getting more hop out of this one. Still the sweetness of a lager, but more hoppy. Uh, Is that just a stronger style hop, the Hellas? Yeah. Uh, it smells good. It's got Czech hop too in it. I mean, I don't know if I'm just worried about it, but I'm also getting a little bit of a tinny wateriness to it. So let's see. Um, not as bad as Black Bear. Okay, this has the same sour taste. I think they both went bad. There's no way they both taste like this. Oh my goodness. They both went bad. I guess that's the risk you take when you buy 99 cent beers <laughs> on so. clearance. I'm worried about the rest of this. The other ones are good. I, I had one of the next one we're going to try. But maybe they're so cheap because they're old. Probably. I mean, like the but initial. But this is making good for good podcasting. <laughs> Thank God for good podcasting. Yeah, this is just Let's going just over move here. on. Yeah. It's done. Hold on. Hold, put yeah. that over there. All right. Let's get. Yeah, take a swig water. of water. Oh um, what that beer supposed to taste like when it's not <laughs> bad is Rotted garbage. Uh, creamy white bread or a creamy white head, not bread. Yeah. Um, medium body with medium carbonation. It's won a ton of awards, so it must be a pretty decent beer. Um, it's it must have gone bad. Yeah, there's no way that won anything. There's no way I would serve that beer no. if it tasted Ugh. like that. Ugh. No. Let's move on. Let's just pray that's bad beer. Okay. This I, I feel like I trust this one a little bit more. So, had yes, this we've before. had this brewery. So this is the Ballast Point. Uh, Longfin. Longfin, yes. Uh, which, if you listen to our pumpkin beer episode, that was a good crack, by the way. Thank you. Um, we had one of theirs. I had... So this is the beer I bought two of. Okay. Um, because I wanted to try this one. And I really like it. This is a very clear Ooh, light beer. That is super light. Um Lots I mean ahead. it almost looks like I don't even how would you describe that? There's almost not a color to it, honestly. Um uh, and it looks extremely carbonated. It looks like ginger ale. Yes. I feel like I'm pouring a, a can of ginger ale. Yeah. The best ginger ale ever. I hope so. I do like ginger ale. I'm excited ale. about this one. That is, ooh. It's got a what is haze that? to it. I'm hoping that haze is supposed that's, to be there. That's a, yeah, that's a. That's a very. That's ch- not like a whole haze thing. That looks like there's something in your glass. 
I'm just hoping. I'm a, I almost don't want to drink it. It smells okay. There's a reason these were 99 cents. It's not because this is a bad brewery. <laughs> when was this one brewed? Look at the bottom. Does it say on the bottom of the can? There's no date that I can discern from there. Okay, let's try it. You try it. So this is a German style beer, similar to the Hell's beer. Um, they say it should have a solid, clean, crisp finish, hint of hops. Um, this is a four point five percent alcohol. It's got a lot more hops to it, like a hoppy taste. And I, I think that's just from sitting. Does it taste okay? Yeah, it sounds good. It tastes good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, okay. this is out of San Diego. Uh, All the bubbles are gone. Well, I mean, yeah, it's lost some carbonation. What do you get on your smell? I didn't even smell it. I was like, just I wanted to try it. It it smells like a hoppy light beer. Yeah, which is what it looks like, but not like an IPA hoppiness. No, just like if Miller Light were hoppy. I would agree with that. I think that's a good representation. This would be a good summer beer. You got your disgusted face on. It doesn't taste right. Are you kidding me? It doesn't taste the best, but it tastes better than the Morgan Street. I feel like it's not supposed to taste like this. (sighs) And, And to be fair, we've had, we've just had two bad beers. I have a bad beer flavor in my mouth. Take a drink of water. Yes. Do you need some high-proof bourbon to clear out your taste palate? I just want a good beer now. <laughs> <laughs> we got one more to try after this. and then uh, we'll I'll, go reimb- find- I'll reimburse you the 49 and a half cents for this. No, you, you owe me half of $5, so two fifty. dollars <laughs> Um... This is drinkable, at least, I feel like. Compared to the other two, maybe. Yes. Um, It's not (laughs) god-awful. I mean, you you said you had this one before. Yeah, and it was good. Did it taste like this? I don't know if it was as hoppy. Okay. (laughs) I don't Um, know if what you're getting is hops. There's no way two cans you got the same time. Uh, has some more hops than the other one. Okay, put this over there. <laughs> put my half-finished glass over there. Good thing I got three glasses down here. Well, let's just move on to the last one. The last one. And, you know, now that I'm thinking about this, the title for this episode is perfect for these beers. It is now. <laughs> the Bad News Beers. because we, we did title this before we tried it. News. You guys need to believe that. This is a bummer. This is such a buzzkill. This is not what I needed after a long week. Man, I was I ready to get s- buzzed off of five cans of beer. <laughs> CNN, I'm I'm disappointed. Maybe maybe I won't be once we have it. But this one sounded really good. So what is this one? This is so this is a from Louisville, a Louisville lager, Goodwood. Is that the name of the beer? Yeah, I it's the name of, of the brewery. Figuring out the name of the brewery. I believe it's the name of the brewery. Okay, did I put that down? You did. It's, okay, it's in our notes here. So this is. So Goodwood Brewery on White Ash. I'm excited about that White Ash. That's I, I was too. I've never heard of this brewery. 
Um, I picked it off total. I picked it up totally due to what the can looked like. Um, it's got a really cool, like retro kind of wood look to it. So this is actually a, what the beer is actually called Louisville lager is the name of the beer. Goodwood is the brewery. Um, it's got a retro kind of look to it. It's got a wood kind of panel to it. It's got a really good head on it. So, okay, that's promising. Fingers crossed. Um, this is 100% Kentucky grown. So everything in this beer, all the grains are grown in Kentucky. Um, oh, I get why. So it's white ash is what they make baseball bats out of. In Louisville Slugger. You see that connection there? Ah, there it is. Light body, perfectly balanced lager with a sweet finish delivered with those Kentucky grains. This one's bad, too. I can smell it. It's got the same cloudiness the last one did. The one where it's like, if the whole thing were cloudy, I'd feel like it was on purpose. This is like I put a couple drops of something heavy in there, and it's just kind of sitting in the middle. It's not bad, though. That's what you said about the last one. Yeah, but it's better than the last one. (laughs) <laughs> what did what did the description say again read the description again resulting in a light bodied perfectly balanced lager with a sweet finish delivered by those kentucky grains yeah i feel like i just drink a heavy ipa <laughs> it should not be that bitter on the tongue the tip of the tongue should taste crisp malty goodness nope i don't the feel like i have a tip of my tongue sassy grassiness and the back of the tongue is a cool, wintry finish. The only part of that I get is the crabgrass <laughs> in the middle of my tongue that was chewed up by those Louisville horses and spit out into a barrel. And I'm not knocking. I like this. Louisville lager, the Goodwood, I, whatever, because there's no, this this these have all gone bad. They've all gone bad. I How like did the this first one. one taste good? I have no idea. Well, I tried it like three weeks ago. Um. I like this Goodwood. This tastes like an IPA. How do you like it? Drink no, mine. No, it doesn't. No, Drink I, mine. I'm good. I'm good on, on what I have. Try I mine. I don't want yours. There's no I way. I have my All right, let me try. Let me try yours. Okay, fine. Like, point out half the glass is going to make a difference. Give me back my glass. <laughs> Ew. Ugh. That tastes like a bad IPA. It tastes nothing like an IPA. You just want it to taste good. No, I don't. I mean, I do, but I don't. This is extremely disappointing. This is the worst. And I think it's good that we finally had an episode like this because <laughs> I, I went back and listened to some of our other episodes, and it feels like sometimes we blow sunshine. Yeah, maybe up this the will give ass us some... of the breweries. Like, <laughs> there's nothing they can do bad. Uh, but these are bad. Well, and to be fair, we've had. At least one of these on a different episode with right. a different beer that we said we like. So let this give us some credibility. We don't just say we like everything. Right. I'm hoping that these are all bad because they're old. I, I think so. But I'm I'm a little worried about the Morgan Street. I don't think that's the best brewery. I'm I'm willing to give all of these another shot. Okay. When they're not on clearance. Okay. We'll we'll have to do that. We'll have to do a redo episode someday. See if we can find all of these. Not on clearance? Right. We're going to have to buy five, six packs of beer. Maybe they'll have them a total one. We'll just have to go to Lucas, where I got all these. Okay. We'll search. 
Stay tuned. I feel like we can't end the episode like this. This is such. I mean, a we're not. Bad... We are though. But we've we've still got our picks of the week. That's the only redeeming factor from this. <laughs> no, we've learned a valuable lesson. Don't and that buy valuable lesson beer. is ignore everything Kevin said earlier in this episode about passing on cheap beers. If it is marked down and these got those little rectangle <laughs> stickers that you just slap on there real quick, uh, making less than minimum wage, don't, don't pick it up. Let them throw it away. Don't let them sell you old, outdated, bitter, rotten garbage that's supposed to be good beer. Do you think if we would have drank these in February when I bought them that they would be better? Has it been that long? Yes. Okay. The real the real villain of this story, because every good story needs a villain, is Lucas Liquor. How dare you? I don't know. Well, hold on. Back up. No. <laughs> back up. Lucas Liquor is not the villain. Time is the villain Time in this. Because we decided to, we were going to do this right when I bought them. That is true. And then we started St. Patrick's Day extravaganza. So is St. Patrick's Day the villain? No, time. Time. Yes. Time is a relentless bitch. And on that note, let's go to picks of the week. Because <laughs> let's just end this so that we can go raid the bourbon shelf or the beer fridge and find something to redeem our palates. We will. Ugh. All right, what's your pick? I need a second. I swear, if you change your... I'm not changing I'm gonna do my mine. pick. So, mine... Well, hold on. Do we have a favorite beer, though, that we tried tonight? If you're going to make me pick one, it's going to be the first one, the Burrito, because it's the only one that didn't taste rotten. Okay, so I would agree with you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Go to your pick of the week. Then. My pick of the week is... and I. If I've said this before, I apologize. I feel like I have, but I I don't think so. Is rum, and specifically um, Kraken's Black Spice Rum, uh, which is their white label, ninety four point four proof. Um, I've never had much rum. It's something I want I want to try a little bit more of. I mean, my my only real experience has been Captain Morgan and a rum and coke. That used to be my go to before I started to dive deeper into drinks. Not that there's anything wrong with it. I love a good Captain and Coke. Um, but this rum, it, it was it was good. It was yummy. Um, I, I tried it neat. I tried the other Kraken. They're just, they're black label. Um, super sweet, which I, I, you know, rum is what? Distilled sugar, right? Sugar yeah. cane. Yeah. Um, it tastes like it. It was good. And I, I had it at my brother's uh, Super Bowl party. Because he's like he's he's trying to get into rums, um, so now we can have a rum guy. Yes, we can have a rum Ben. Rum Ben, bro, Ben rum. I bro. you know and, and we almost, gotta work and on almost, that. Yeah, we'll that. we'll figure it out. But he's like, yeah, I got two in there. I don't like, and I'm like, oh, he hadn't even opened them, so I'm like, I'll try it. I'm like, this is actually good, and I poured another glass, but this is really good. And then I'm like, I'll make a rum and coke with this. I got a little heavy handed that night. I drank like half the bottle. Um, That's how you know it's good. Yeah, it was yummy. So if you want to try rum, um, it's cheap. I think it's one of those more mass-produced. You could probably find it anywhere. It's got a big old Kraken on the bottle, which is a fancy octopus. And it's real good. Give it a shot. So I'm sticking with my first original pick of the week. This might be Shocker. The first time you've done that. I don't think it's the first time. But my pick of the week is Trivia Nights. Um, 
We had Trivia Night probably a few weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. Came in first place. Nice. Um, we cleaned up house. I just love Trivia Nights. They're fun. I love watching Jeopardy. Trivia Nights where there's an open bar is even better. Oh, wow. Was that what that was? Yeah, well, I went won? to... So the one we won was an open bar. Was not an open bar. The one we didn't win was for the school I work at, and it was open bar. Okay. And there were so many different craft beers there, like that they had to try and all that. It was amazing. Much better than tonight's craft beers. These were crap beers. (laughs) So yeah, trivia night's awesome. I think we learned a valuable lesson tonight. We did. We did. Don't let clearance beer sit for four weeks in your beer fridge. Drink it right away. Or don't even buy clearance beer. Don't even buy. This was disappointing. All right, we need to follow up with a cheap beer episode so that if you're really on a budget, avoid the discounted beer and go for what we deem to be the best cheap beers. I think we can hopefully redeem ourselves with that. Surely. Man. Oh, this was sad. <laughs> let's let's end this nonsense. Let's put it down. So, I need something else. I know. So if you want to connect with us, we'd love to connect with you. We've met some pretty awesome people the last few months. Um, you can always shoot us an email. Hello at shopbeerbourbonbarbecue.com. Um, that's bbq.com. Uh, we'd love to connect with you. Send us an email. Um, let us know what you think of the show. Um, if you want us to review anything. Yeah. We'll try to... anything. Oh, yeah. Even garbage discounted beers. Uh, we also have a website, www.shopbeerbourbonbarbecuebbq.com. That's where you can find out our find our awesome merch, um, our awesome shirts. Been selling a lot of those lately. That's really, really cool, yeah. Good. It's been really cool to see people posting their pictures and all that oh, of nice. their shirts. Um, they're comfy, right? Oh, they're I love awesome. wearing mine. I need another one. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, you can check us out on all the podcasting sites. Leave us a review there. Um, hopefully five-star review. If you've got comments or things that like we've made a mistake on, shoot us an email. Yeah, DM us, us on Instagram. Um, you know. And speaking of Instagram, Alex, where can people find you? I'm on Instagram, at the.alex.experiment. Um, I like to try stuff out every now and again, or I just I post whatever the hell I want. That picture of your grilled veggies and chicken and all that from last night was mm-hmm. amazing it was really good and uh my wife she she likes getting those little petite potatoes and she'll chop them up season them real good fry them in butter and then bake them in more butter oh my that's amazing anytime you have that much butter mm-hmm. you can't go wrong with no that. sauce needed it's so good with that grilled chicken oh my goodness so did you do it on your smoker grill or? no just my i got a little weber kettle okay that's cool. Um, I'm Kevin. You can find me at beer underscore bourbon underscore BBQ. Um, posting pictures of my, my birthday bourbon. I uh, got two pretty cool bottles um, of bourbon. And rye. And a rye. Rye's one. Well, I guess one bottle of bourbon and one there bottle of rye. Um, I got some good beers that we're going to try. We're not going to let them sit. Which we we probably need to need. try them now. Yeah, we need to try them now. Ah. These are, though, stouts. So uh, they'll keep for a while. Um, 
But yeah, we need to try them very soon. I'm very worried now. <laughs> so nervous. Oh my goodness. So Yeah, I think that's it. We gotta go cleanse our palates or cut our palates out or <laughs> something, because that was terrible. Palette replacement. Alex, any closing words that you'd nope. like to say? No. Nope. Tonight's nope. lesson, don't buy discount beer. Yeah, don't. Ever. Ever. Just learn from our pain. There's beer is not that expensive. Nope. So on that note, we hope you enjoyed tonight's episode. Um, and we hope that you don't forget to stay sauced on beer, bourbon, and barbecue.